the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. Holy moly, it's 91 degrees out there. It is so incredibly hot. Is it... And, Kath, you and I, I believe you and I are the only two people in all of western Pennsylvania, perhaps all of the nation, who do not have air conditioning at their homes. We're holding the line. Hold, <laughs> holding the line. It's not like some Listen, big moral stance we're I taking. I feel like it's a good choice. <laughs> You're going to try to justify this and put you on a higher plane than no, everybody else? No. No, I'm way beyond that. No, I think it's a really good choice when it's 80 five degrees or less <laughs> but something horrible's happened over oh, the last 48 horrible. hours it's gotten hot and my house oh. is like an oven oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my. it is rough God. it is rough. i mean the only thing that really keeps me going is knowing that you and i are in solidarity yeah, yeah. truly and our families are right. suffering how are your girls holding up well so recently we switched we all switched bedrooms yeah Okay, we're having someone, a a friend of ours live with us for the summer. And so we just kind of had to make some changes in who was in what bedroom. And so, you know, we have had this one uh, window air conditioning unit since, I don't know, 15 years, maybe. Yeah. And it only fits. (laughs) I have an old house. You know, old houses are wonky. It only fits in this one window, which is in the bedroom that my husband and I used to be in. Mm. But we're not in that bedroom anymore. Okay. So now... That's my daughter's bedroom. And younger so, or older? Younger. Okay. My youngest daughter. And so we said, not we, my husband, it was his idea. Yesterday he said, you know what? We're coming in. No. <laughs> <laughs> we are coming I mean, in, baby. There were years that all of us, the four of us in our family and our two cats slept in that room I'm sure. faithfully. Yeah. I mean, anyway, no, he said, <laughs> we could, let's put the air conditioner in for you and you girls can, you girls can sleep in there. Yeah. Um, and so we did that yesterday. So we put their conditioner in. Um, so it's kind of like the phone. Like I, I was exp- expressing last week that it's bothersome to me, extremely bothersome, that I've allowed my 16-year-old to have a better iPhone than I have. Mm-hmm. Well, now she's also got an air conditioner yeah. that I don't have. Yeah. So clearly I'm making really poor parenting well, choices. Well, you just, you know, take care of your kids. That's all. I get, anyway, so but that air conditioner would not fit in the room that we are in, so it's not like it's really it was an option for us to yeah, yeah. take it. It's hot up there, man. We're in the it's attic hot. and it's so hot. Oh, it's hot. Hot, hot. And hot. here's the thing, I have all the fans, but all they're doing is moving hot air around of at course. this point. There's no No. Relief in sight. What about you? <laughs> I'm the same way. So we've got We've got these two boys, and they have – my one kid's got an air conditioner in his room. The second one has not been motivated enough to make his room presentable enough to put the air conditioner in. So uh, I went in and woke my kid up this morning because he had to go to work. 
He, he's in that room. Literally, there's frost on the window. That's how cold it is. That's so ridiculous. But us, we're we're the same way. So my family. Okay, but you have chosen not. You have chosen not to have an air conditioner because your your window would fit an air conditioner, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> it's the deal. If it was me, I would jump on it. My wife, she is not wanting an air conditioner. Mm-hmm. Tell me why. Mm-hmm. There's I mean, really I, whole... most of the time, I don't want an air conditioner either, but boy, the last three days I've been longing for Yeah, well, she says once you put it in, then you're sealed that's up for the, the rest problem, of the That's the problem, and that's what I don't like, is right. I'd much rather have open windows and have the air come sure. through. I'd much <laughs> but... rather have that. But the air that's coming through now is like exhaust. Oh exactly. It is so oh hot. Oh, my God. Yeah, yesterday, uh, I was in the backyard, and I was reading a book under the shade where there was a nice breeze. So then I went into the house, and the three of them were in the living room. It was like somebody came in and just gassed them. They were all like lying in the couch. How about your animals? Uh, are your animals hilarious? I feel bad for so them. So do I. My cats are just cursing the day that they mm-hmm. ended up living in our house. And like, I'm trying to help them, but I've tried like so I'll put them in the basement because it's cooler right, in the basement. Right. They're they don't barking. Wanna, yeah, they don't want to be down there. No, please stop. They don't want to be down there. So I, I'm convinced that my two cats are communicating with other cat friends who were adopted by families with air conditioning. <laughs> yeah. And so they realize, my cats realize how disappointing their life is. I wonder what the percentage of people who have their houses air conditioned is. In Pittsburgh? Yeah. 90. Probably so. I bet it is 90. Because you and I, we are outliers. I know, we really are. Somewhere like, you know. And most of the time I'm good with it. Most of the time I am. Right now, it's a little rough. Here's the problem. It's only the first week of July. So we've got July, August, and September. It's going to be It's going to break on Friday. Okay, let me ask you this. Yeah, that's so helpful. So, 4th of July, day after tomorrow, Mm -hmm. are you making plans? Uh, We have plans. Oh, great. We're going to family members who have a gorgeous built-in pool. It's a a really nice built-in beauty. Mike, did John ask you to go along? No. No. The family picnic? It's not It's not my house. If it was my house, believe me, you guys could come over. But <laughs> you don't want to come over to my house right now. Uh, it's it, not cool. It's cousins. It's first cousins. Cousins are nice people, right, Mike? Oh, they're yeah. fabulous. I'd like to meet John's cousins. They're really nice people. Do they, have, do they have air-conditioned houses? Oh, of course they do. Yeah. Hmm. Talk about a, a low bar. This is what we're like. Do they have air-conditioned houses? Yeah. Oh, no, then we're coming. No, no. They're, they're really nice. And so we're going to do a big family picnic over there on 4th of July. Mike, are you nice. doing a big family picnic? Um, I have a couple options. What? Options. What do you mean you have a couple options? I have a couple options. I mean, they're going to go, um, I can't disclose the building. Building? But what do you mean? Like It's I'm not gonna, one of the buildings here at Parkway Center, I'm going to be overlooking it? the uh, first base line at PNC <gasps> Park watching what? the fireworks go off. I know people. What? You're going to be at PNC Park watching he has fireworks? Connected, he has connected friends. Yeah. I know people. What? Okay, so you so you're going to a picnic, John. Yeah. Mike has options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got nothing. Nothing. You're not going. What? To- I got nothing. Nothing. What? I, nobody's invited me anywhere. Really? No, there's nothing going on. No, I got nothing. That's surprising because you're pretty much social. I'm not this week. No. What not. about? The, are you going to go see fireworks? No. Really? I don't. Fireworks are no big deal to me. I love what? fireworks. I don't. It's the you're best. crazy. What is the yes, it is big? The best. What do you deal. Mean? It's, it's beautiful. With fireworks. It's really, it's beautiful. It's fine. It's fabulous. It's not that big of a deal. Um, what? So, so, so you're going to stay home and be all hot and miserable and that's it? Well, clearly, since I don't have options or a cousin with an in-ground pool. <laughs> I think the heat is getting to her. A little crabby. I, listen, I'm just saying this is this is where I am in my life. Well, you know, we were doing those things last week. I think twice last week we had uh, we were talking about social isolation. Mm-hmm. Little did I know my co-host was <laughs> mm-hmm. leading the charge. Maybe maybe I'm socially isolated, or maybe just the heat is causing me to not think clearly. Well, you have some potato salad on the 4th of July, at least? Something cool? I feel like maybe I should, but can you imagine bo- 
I'll tell you what I want to do in my kitchen right now is mm. boil some potatoes. <laughs> Listen, we came home from church yesterday. One of my kids said, I think I'll bake some, <laughs> I think I'll bake some bread. <laughs> <laughs> he made he made two loaves of bread oh, after that's church. Sickening. Seriously, it was ninety degrees. He had the oven up at four hundred degrees. Sickening. Oh my gosh. You know, you know what we did after church? Hmm. You want to go to Panera? It's like, yeah. <laughs> Please let me sit there for as long. Where as- we went? Coming up next. Uh, there is a tremendous, tremendous YouTube thing, carpool karaoke that's been going on two years, at least I guess maybe even close to three years with uh, James Corden, and uh, John has said so many times. Listen, Kath, you need to watch the Paul McCartney version. I mean, this is what came out maybe two weeks ago. Easily. You've got to watch it. You've got to watch it. Two nights ago, I finally watched it. Thank goodness. What a gorgeous little piece of television that is. It sure is. It's just absolutely wonderful. Anyway, we're going to talk about it next with uh, Brett McCracken, Senior Editor of the Gospel Coalition, The Joyful Longing of Paul McCartney's Carpool Karaoke. WORD. Hello, I'm Jack Graham, and I want to personally invite you to join me each weekday for PowerPoint, where we'll get down to the basics of what really matters, life in Jesus Christ. Each day, I'll give you practical, biblical steps for tapping into God's power for successful Christian living. So make plans to join me for a time of spiritual encouragement that will leave you feeling more alive in Christ. PowerPoint, tonight at 9.30 on 101.5 WORD. Stocks and options trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Fire your stockbroker and hire yourself. I'm Scott Bauer, and I've been a professional trader for over 25 years. I've traded for Goldman Sachs and was the first Amazon market maker at the Chicago Board Options Exchange. I'm also the CEO here at Prosper Trading Academy, the leading educational firm teaching people how to trade the markets. For a limited time, I'm giving away one of my favorite secret trading techniques used by thousands of our students every day to help build their financial future. To learn this technique right now, call my 24-7 voicemail and just leave your email address. I'll email you my free trading technique right away. Just call 1-800-228-2155. This is the very information my students use every day to invest in their financial future. Again, call 1-800-228-2155 in the next 30 minutes and leave your email address on my voicemail. That's 1-800-228-2155. Call 1-800-228-2155. Just Pay Half Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh's original deal site. Go to JustPayHalfPittsburgh.com to save money now on Pittsburgh restaurants, events, and family fun activities. Just Pay Half has over 100 Pittsburgh restaurants offering half-price deals. Have delicious Italian catering from Roma Restaurant at your next event for half off. Take the kids to Statler's Fun Center in Greensburg or Laser Storm in the North Hills for half price. Get dinner and a movie at Latrobe 30 Theater and Cafe for only $11. Get all this and more at JustPayHalfPittsburgh.com. Hi, Tom Bodette. Ever notice how some places use fancy words just to make things more expensive? Like calling anything handmade craft or using aioli when they just mean mayonnaise. Well, at Motel 6, expensive words aren't really our thing. Our thing is clean, comfortable rooms at a great low price. So 
you can get a good night's sleep that leaves you feeling as fresh as that massage kale salad. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. The Landing is one of the newest and hottest places for families. Owned and operated by Impact Christian Church, the Landing Community Center in Moon Township is absolutely free. No membership needed. With an indoor turf field, gymnasium, kids' play area, meeting rooms, and great food at our cafe, we have something for everyone. Give your kids a play day without hurting your wallet. This is our gift to you. And we have great rates for your private rental needs. Check us out online at impactthelanding.com. Now, if you've been on the internet anywhere in the last couple of weeks, you've had to run across the James Corden carpool karaoke starring paul mccartney it is absolutely fabulous okay now i've watched a lot of carpool karaoke yeah over the last couple years a lot i mean adele is hilarious yep. adele's probably my favorite stevie wonder stevie wonder is great um who else was bruno mars was good well, yeah he was excellent um, as you might imagine uh anyway but they're all they're all good but there was something really unique and special about the paul mccartney one. no doubt Here, here's a clip just in case you have not watched this yet. Granny Lane, there is a fireman with an hourglass. And in his pocket is a portrait of the Queen. He likes to keep his fire engine clean. It's a clean machine. I used to be in the choir at that church. In that church there? St. Barnabas, yeah. That, was you were in the choir? I was a choir boy. Thank God for that choir. Yes, The man. voice it's given us. Yes, indeed. And my brother got married in that church. No way. Legendary. Yes, he is. He says hi, by the way. Penny <laughs> Brett McCracken is with us. Brett is the senior editor at the Gospel Coalition, the author of Uncomfortable, the Awkward and Essential Challenge of Christian Community. He wrote a piece at the Gospel Coalition called The Joyful Longing of Paul McCartney's Carpool Karaoke. Brett, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Hey, good to be here. How are you guys? Good, real good. Thanks for being with us today. Yeah. I love carpool karaoke, and this is the thing that gets me about it, is that James Corden never stops being a fan. So he's, he's you know, mm-hmm. guiding you through the interview, but at the same time, he's you, right? He's, he's experiencing all the joy of, you know, a song that comes on the radio. He's just a better singer than you are. And he gets the access of being there with Adele or with One Direction or, you know, Justin Bieber or whoever it is. Um, but there was something really unique about the Paul McCartney one. So tell people why you decided to write about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think I agree. Like, carpool karaoke is just, in general, one of the, like, happiest, most enjoyable things on the internet these days. Every episode is fun. But this one just seemed to me like it went deeper. There was something about it that not only was fun, but almost transcendent. Like, um, the, the whole nostalgia of Paul going back to Liverpool and literally like going down Penny Lane as they're singing the song and pointing out the different things from his past. For me, it just captured the the joy of reminiscing and nostalgia and the, the longing that is 
that is wrapped up with that. And um, it just reminded me of C.S. Lewis and his kind of conception of longing as joy and kind of the intermingling of of joy and nostalgia. And um, so, yeah, I just thought it'd be fun to write up something about it. It's great. I mean, when, when you see Paul McCartney sort of go back to Penny Lane, to the street itself, and he walks into the barber I shop. I love the barber shop. And you see the crowd yeah. follow along. And then, for me, the highlight was, because I think this is everybody, if you love the house that you grew up in, and you have those memories of your mom mm-hmm. and dad there and your brothers and sisters, and you long to go back into that mm-hmm. house again, it's kind of like sort of scary and almost verboten, like you'd not want to do that. But for Paul McCartney to walk back into his house and tell the story of him and his father and John Lennon all together in the same room and, and they had just written a song. Here's a little clip from that. Hey, this is Fortland Road. And this is number 20 here? That's it, yeah. So how old were you when you lived in that house? About 12, 13, I think. And when did you leave? 18, 20. Should we go in and have Do a look? Go? Shall we? Hang on, let me park up. I've never been in since I lived there. So this is going to be incredible. Be... All right, let's get in there. Let's have a look. Go on, you should lead the way. Hello, is Paul McCartney in? James? Is it okay if we have a look around? Hiya, sweetheart. Hello. So this is where my dad used to do the laundry, because there was no washing machine or anything. Yeah. So he would just do his smalls in there, you know. Right. Over here, this is where me and John would often come to uh, rehearse or to write, and... um, in, well, in, in this, this kitchen or in this room, room, this is where you and John would sit and write? Yeah, because my dad would be in there watching telly or doing something, and we'd be in here. We'd just written She Loves You, which was to be a big Beatles hit. My dad's in there, and we're just finishing it up in here, John and I. Yeah. Oh, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she, we go, oh, God, well, that's it, you know, God, I think. So he said, come play it to my dad, you know. Because he was a musician, he played piano. So then you go in here and so you say... So we come in here, we say, Dad, you say, Dad, Dad we think we've got Dad, a song. Listen, you know, you want to hear a song? Yeah, OK, son, we'll be quiet. Say, so, OK, we go, Love you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love you, yeah, yeah. And he listened to the whole song and he said, That's very nice. He said, but son, he said, there's enough of these Americanisms around. Couldn't you sing She Loves You? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that to me is it in a nutshell. You go back to visit your childhood home. You remember your father. There's a little, you know, sweet memory there. So, Brett, talk about that. I mean, it resonates for all of us who wish we could go back home again. Yeah, I mean, I think it. what connects about the episode is not Liverpool. You know, very few of the people who watched it probably could connect with Liverpool specifically, but they can all. we can all connect with the idea that, places shape us and the places we're from and the homes we grew up in and the cities we remember from our childhood like they stay with us and so to watch someone else have that experience of Mm. going back and and there's a real authenticity in the clip just to watch paul and just the emotion in his face when he he's in these places and when he's reminiscing i think we can all relate to that and for me it made me think of my own like, what is my penny lane, and, you know, in my life? And I think we all have penny lanes. We all have those right. things that are that are in our eyes and in our ears and just they stay with us. And I think that's what connects so deeply about, about this little clip. Okay, so what's your penny lane? <laughs> I mean, there's so many, but I in the article I talked about my, you know, I grew up in Oklahoma and 
there was a little creek in the backyard that I would spend long days playing in as a boy. And uh, when I think of kind of those ineffable moments, those irretrievable moments from childhood that are forever in the past, I'd go back to the creek behind my house and high school football games and just the sounds and the smells of autumn and, you know, things like that. So, but, um, yeah, I mean, there's a beauty to it. I mean, that's, and that's what C.S. Lewis talks about. Like when you look back on those things, there's, there's a simultaneous sadness about their, uh, lostness, their irretrievability, they're forever gone and yes. you long for them, you desire them. But there's a joy in the longing, and he says it's this paradoxical thing where it's a it's a wanting that is a having, and he says our best havings are actually our wantings, and that's joy for him. That's the definition of joy. And so as I watched the clip, that's how I felt. It was like mm-hmm. it, it captured so well just that that joyful longing uh, when we think about the beauty of the past, but it's it's lostness in the past. That's good. That's really good. You know, um, I remember years ago, whenever you would bring up the Beatles, especially if you were with a group of believers, there was a lot of sort of pushback. That well, the, you know, the Beatles opened the door to a culture, of course, which we've sort of you know inhabited and then left behind to to other um, more debauchery. But you know, the Beatles were sort of singled out as the beginning of the end of the world as we knew it. Of course, I don't believe that at all. Um, but there, there is still that that sort of you know to point at the finger of the culture, and we sort of imagine ourselves back in the living room of 1950s Eisenhower administration, and then the Beatles ushered in something new when they came into the Ed Sullivan mm-hmm. show in 1963. But you know what, what I take about it whenever I see that that clip, which I, I watched a couple of times, mm-hmm. and I'm the youngest of uh, I'm six out of seven kids, and so I, I experienced the Beatles you know vicariously through my older brothers and sisters that I see Paul McCartney as this sort of worldwide figure of, you know, mm. megastar. But there's something about him at, you know, the age of, I think he's 70. 73. Yeah, he's an old man yeah. now. And he's still, you know, yeah. he's still pretty cool and he's got it together. And, you know, there's a, a sense of humility about him, which I found, yeah. and I think most people watch, mm-hmm. what they, the, the humility in him and his delight in other people's delight in his creation mm-hmm. is something that's so beautiful that you kind of think, yeah, I, I mean, he's led a life that's so well lived and mm-hmm. enjoyed himself, and he's able to share it without, you know, sort of puffiness or yeah, but you extreme. Know, and you know what else I loved is when it when they got to the jukebox part. Oh yeah, which was fabulous in in the uh, pub. I felt like that was a moment when just the people, there weren't very many people there. No. I mean, what, by, by the end, maybe 50 people. But those 50 people were visually able to express to him how much they appreciated what he had given to them. Yeah. And I thought that is a really unique thing. I mean, there are people who pass away from this earth every single day who never, ever hear that or see that from anybody, let alone strangers. That you are loved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that you mattered. Yeah. What you did mattered. Yeah, I, I think you guys are right. He he, he comes across as is so um, humble and caring in the in the clip. I love how he when he goes into his old house or when he goes into the barber shop, he's like telling people like love, you know, in that way. Love. love, hey, love. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he he is seventy three, but he's I think he's aged. 
really gracefully yeah. and he doesn't come across as some of the rock stars who like <laughs> are just a mess even in their <laughs> their old age but um <laughs> yeah he's no mick jagger i'll say that <laughs> he's not mick jagger but you know love mick jagger but yeah. <laughs> All right, Brett. The other thing that that struck me about watching the the carpool karaoke was him at the piano singing "When I'm 64," yeah. which I don't know how old he was when he wrote it, but he's way beyond 64 now. So he's kind of you know when he wrote it, he was looking ahead right. to 64, Probably 21, right? And right. now he's looking back at 64, and it it, it gave you a, a little picture of like of just mm. how quickly life goes by. Yeah, mm, I think that. And I wrote about this in my article. I think that scene, that that inclusion of him playing when I'm 64 as a 73-year-old <laughs> in the house where he was 25 when he wrote the song, it was just this, it encapsulated what was so profound about the whole episode, which is that it captured um, time and its its strangeness, you know, the 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 kind of quickness with which time passes is yes. here and it's gone and before you know it you're 64 and then you're 73 and but then you know when you go back to your childhood home suddenly you're back and it's like you're back there um, 50 years ago or 60 years ago or whatever so I thought that was such a brilliant thing for them to include to, to have him sit at the piano and play when I'm 64 um, so yeah it underscored the the larger point of nostalgia and time and and how music and art specifically i think can help us recover the the lostness of time we we listen to a song and and those of you you know those of us who remember that song listening to it for the first time whatever it was a beatles song like you hear it and you're taken back there's something about art that can take us back to those moments and i love the moment when james corden talks about when he first heard let it be and, and tells the story about his grandfather. Great story. And that was, I love that, that. that was such a emotional moment in the clip to, to see how music triggers memory, yeah. uh, which is such and a it, beautiful gift. Right. And it was an, it was an emotional moment for Paul McCartney yeah. explaining why he wrote the song, but then it became an emotional moment for, for James, Corden. James Corden, just thinking about his grandfather. And then you know, I got to be honest, Brad. I've said this a hundred <laughs> times on the air. I don't even like the Beatles. I've never liked the Beatles. I got, yeah. I, I, I got choked up watching that. That was such a beautiful right. thing because you realize yeah. that we there is this wonderful human commonality that we share. Yeah. And I just it, it made me a little sad that we, as the Christian Church, oftentimes don't tap into that enough. I don't know if right. we're especially on a Sunday morning or whenever it is you worship, whether you worship on a Saturday night or Sunday night. Oftentimes we just don't tap into that. We just don't get into just the regular daily. I don't know what it is to be alive. Yeah. 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 Yeah, For sure. And I think, and I ended my article kind of on that note, just challenging Christians to take note of what worked so well about this clip. Why did it go viral? Why, Why does everyone seem to resonate with this? And I think it's instructive for us as Christians, like you're saying, just we need to, we need to be able to relate to the everyday experiences, the everyday longings that people have just because they're human. And, and, and you know, one of them is this, this deep sense of longing and, and the sense of um, wanting meaning in a world that is relentless and how time unfolds. Yeah. And, you know, I think that there's an existential truth that everyone feels um, that, that has to do with longing and, and time and, 
ephemerality and all those things. And I think we as Christians, like, it, it just makes sense for us to to understand that, to articulate that, to make mm-hmm. art um, that articulates that, um, just like the Carpool Karaoke episode did. That's very good. Well, Brett, thanks an awful lot. I mean, I think anybody who's seen Carpool Karaoke, you know, this version of it, this episode of it, loved it. And uh, your piece, The Joyful Longing of Paul McCartney's Carpool Karaoke, it summed it up very nicely. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, thank you. I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group and timeshare cancellation advocate. I was sued by the largest timeshare company in federal court for simply helping people cancel their timeshare that they had been lied to about. The jury sized me up and came back with a verdict after only 20 minutes. And yes, I won. My husband and I are more than grateful to everyone at Wesley Financial Group. You know, thanks to Chuck and his team, we feel as though a weight has been lifted and we can move on without the worry of a troublesome timeshare. Whether you owe ten to $250,000 on your timeshare, it's my mission to get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off your back permanently. And we proudly hold an A-plus rating with our Better Business Bureau. Want to learn more about getting rid of your troublesome timeshare? Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free consultation. Call 800-786-9300. That's 800-786-9300. 800-786-9300. This is today's entertainment answer. What does Evangeline Lilly say appeal to her about doing the new action sequel Ant-Man and the Wasp? It was exciting to have the chance to go back to this character and play her in a new space, in a space that was not so guarded and jaded and cold, um, but was warmer and... Um, more at ease in her own skin. Ant-Man and the Wasp, PG-13 in theaters July 6th. For this entertainment answer, I'm Matt Mungle. Hey, Mike, how's the house coming along? (sighs) Needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking. Needs a new roof. The AC just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself. You know anyone? Oh, just ask HomeAdvisor. They match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool. Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's it cost? Actually, HomeAdvisor is always free to use. Nice. I'll check it out. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app. HomeAdvisor! Hi, this is Clint Hurdle, manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates. I want to invite you to the ballpark on Friday, July 27th. For our annual Faith Night at PNC Park, after we host the Mets, some of our players and I will be discussing what an important role that faith has played in our lives, both on and off the field. Join us and visit pirates.com slash faith night to reserve your seats. We're looking forward to seeing you at the ballpark. More details at wordfm.com slash pirates. Isn't crushing candy just boring? Play the hit puzzle game Best Fiends. It's sweeping the nation. Tired of matching candies? Give Best Fiends a try. It's fun, fresh, and addictive whether you play alone or with friends and family. Download Best Fiends for free in the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Thunderstorm in some spots this evening, otherwise partly cloudy and humid tonight, patchy fog later on, low 69. Tomorrow and Independence Day, hot and humid with times of sun and clouds and a thunderstorm in spots in the afternoon or evening. 
High both days around 90. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Jack Hubbard on 101.5 Word FM. Hey, over the years, there's been a lot of servicemen who have have worked, trained in Afghanistan and Iraq. And occasionally, these guys, you know, are, who are connected with the bomb-sniffing dogs, which were central to what's happening in Iraq and Afghanistan, th- these dogs and these servicemen and women, you know, they work together as a team. And then at the tour, when the tour of duty ends for the serviceman or woman, the dog continues on to serve. Now, there's a great story out of Lewiston, Idaho. A guy, uh, United States Marine Nick Montez, he came home from uh, Afghanistan in 2007. And the dog, his dog, Mally, continued to serve. But then recently, the dog was retired uh, from active service. And Nick knew about this and had tried for a couple of years to get you know this dog back to him. Oh. Well, finally... Did there he get the dog reunion. back? Yeah, there was this oh reunion gosh, over the I love weekend. Dog stories. Yeah, so the duo served in Afghanistan. They were responsible for finding improvised explosive devices, IEDs. They were separated, returned, and uh, this is just happened over the weekend. So this guy Nick, um, Nick Montez, he he shows up and he's waiting outside this sort of discharge unit. And the dog came out of the kennel. And he's, I'm going to read from this article that's in uh, today's uh, Tribune Review. Uh, Justin Thomas wrote this. And uh, he says this. She came out of the kennel, the dog Mally, and walked right up to me. He said, I was on my knees and I gave her a big hug and I started to talk to her. She looked at me with this really inquisitive kind of stare and her tail started to wag. Oh. She was happy and excited, but she was still kind of confused. So then they continued on back to this guy's hometown, uh, Nick Montaz's hometown. They got a, an escort from the police, 30 police cars. They all rode down into the, into the town together. And there was this sort of impromptu celebration where finally they were reunited and the town has adopted them basically. The town. Because in, they're um, both heroes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Lewiston, Idaho. Are you Nick kidding Montez. me? That's so that cool. That makes me want to sob. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Don't you love a good dog story? Sure do, yeah. Especially oh, a reunited. Because, you know, your life's, I mean, you know. Who, what kind of dog is she? Uh, Does it say? It's, uh, let me see. I don't think I've read what kind of dog it is. I want to see a picture of her. Yeah, she's, um, it does not say. Uh-uh. Well, it's a very important element of the story missing, yeah. so I can picture. Yeah, well, if you look at the if you look at the photo online in the trib, she looks kind of like um, a shepherd, but she's a, like all white. So I don't know what that is. It's not like a Siberian husky, oh, okay. but this kind of looks like that. Okay. Very beautiful. Wonder how old she is. She is uh, nine years old. Okay. So they retire them after a certain yep. number of years, or apparently a certain... she had some sort of medical problems because she came with a file. They said that was a, with a couple of inches thick. She had a medical problem. Yeah. So after all her good work, c- can you believe that? Didn't I mean, she do many... a good job oh, all that goodness. time? How many lives did she save? Save the two of them together. It's good stuff. Oh my gosh, I want to go meet her. Great story. Somebody get a dog. We'll take I a just, break. No, I just want other people. I just like <laughs> yeah. other people's dogs. Paul Kangor is with us in a few minutes from Grove City College. I wonder if he has a dog. Faith. I'm asking. Freedom. Him. That's Paul Kangor's dog right now. Independence. It's the ride home with John and Kathy. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. 
Want to take your spiritual life to the next level? Listen to Adrian Rogers. Now, we want you, as a believer in Jesus Christ, to learn some factors of faithfulness that will help you to stand strong, to be a good Christian at home, and to be a solid citizen in this world. Learn factors of faithfulness this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. This is Mike Howard for Word FM, here to tell you about an awesome opportunity to attend Teal College in nearby Greenville, Pennsylvania, for an extremely discounted investment without discounting the educational experience. More on that in a moment. Teal College was founded in 1866 as a co-educational institution in western Pennsylvania. Teal is an independent liberal arts college rooted in the Lutheran tradition, offering distinctive programs in the arts and humanities, social and natural sciences, and professional studies, together with engaging co-curricular and athletic opportunities. Teal College provides an accessible and inclusive learning environment that emphasizes service to society. Teal's residential campus offers a safe and supportive setting in which to grow and learn. Word FM is pleased to offer a tuition voucher to a brand new student at Teal College at half price. Yes, half price. That is almost $15,000 in savings. Call me today, Mike Howard, to find out more. 412-937-1500. That's 412-937-1500. following is a true story. My name is David Bryant. When I was 37, my wife and I decided to get term life insurance through SelectQuote. Just three years later, I was diagnosed with ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Because of life insurance, the people I love most in this world will be protected no matter what happens to me. I know that the dreams I have for my family can still come true. Financial security, to stay in the home we became a family in, and for our children to be able to go to college. I reached out to SelectQuote because I wanted to share my story. If just one person purchases life insurance, I know I will have made a difference. SelectQuote can find a 37-year-old male a $500,000 policy for under a dollar a day. If there are people you care about, you need life insurance. It may be the single most important financial decision of your life. Don't put off protecting your family. Get your free quote now. Call 800 That's 800-671-7070. 800-671-7070. Or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Not available in all states. You don't know when your AC unit will call it quits, but you can rest assured it'll be at the most inconvenient time possible. And who has all day to wait around for a tech to arrive? With Ventec, there is no waiting around, including evenings and weekends. Ventec will repair and replace forced air, central AC, and even offers split mini-duct units to heat and cool individual rooms. With flat rate pricing instead of hourly fees, clean, courteous, convenient, and A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Ventec, 412-793-0661. Life doesn't stop on the week. Weekends and neither do you. So we understand that it can be hard to find the time to shop for a mattress. This is Robin Trzinski of the Original Mattress Factory, and we have a completely new website designed to help you simplify the mattress shopping experience. Check out our products, view our prices, and even place an order for pickup, local delivery, or to have it shipped outside of our delivery area. Just visit OriginalMattress.com and find a thoughtfully made, honestly priced mattress of your own. The Original Mattress Factory. Great beds, no bull. Fourth of July, and not yet. Well, almost. It's, it's the gear up. It feels really light out there, as though people have taken a long, yes, extended. Well, when it's on a Wednesday, what are you supposed to do? You work Monday, Tuesday, take Wednesday off. No, you and I are doing that, but not. I don't think most people are doing that. Uh, why? How can you really? Is that built into people's like you know 
work schedule? I think it's built uh, into some people's work schedule. Right. I think it might be built into Paul Kengor's work schedule. Paul Kengor is with us from Grove City College. He's a professor of political science at Grove City, executive director of the college's Center for Vision and Values. Paul's a New York Times bestselling author of over a dozen books. He is also a visiting fellow at the Hoover Institution at Stanford University. Paul, welcome back, friend. How are you? Hey, John, Kathy. Okay, are you taking extra days off? Um, no. Uh, well, for what? For July 4th, yes. you mean? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, he's off because he's a college uh, professor. Well, you know, I guess for a poli-sci professor, I guess every day is the 4th of July, right? <laughs> well played. Well played. The further you get away from it, the worse you are. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I don't know. I mean, given the situation of the country nowadays, although... I don't know. I, I guess the the last couple of weeks, I got to say, some of the Supreme Court decisions for yep. people of faith have been have been really good. Really good. Really, yeah, yeah, really they've been. Good. And, and I've got to say, they've been very, very narrowly, <laughs> very good. Right, like like five four, yep. five four, yep. five four, five four. But but you know, barely and narrowly good. I, I guess. I guess we'll take it. Yeah, right. wins a win, right? And you know, for <laughs> we've talked about this um, multiple times with you about just the contentious nature of everything related to politics right now. But seeing these Supreme Court decisions come in at the end of the Supreme Court season, it it makes you see why there were many, many people who voted for Trump simply for this reason. Yeah, no, that, no, that, that's exactly right, Kathy. And I've gotten a lot of emails from people the last few weeks just uh, giving me a really hard time for being so critical of Trump because, you know, kind of, I told you so, I told you so, I told you so. But, but, you know, we, we always understood, I think, that, that from a religious liberty point of view, certainly issues like, like pro-life and, and on the marriage issue that, that Donald Trump was going to be better than Hillary Clinton at, at the, at the very least. And, and really, yeah, undoubtedly. You know, no matter what um, qualms, misgivings, you know, harsh criticisms that you, that you might have of Donald Trump on temperament, character, um, even his, his personal private life. I, I mean, when during during those presidential debates, I remember the third presidential debate debate when the when the issue of partial birth abortion came up, and that was a, cre- a question from Chris Wallace. And, and Hillary Clinton defended partial birth abortion, and Donald Trump gave an answer where it wasn't very sophisticated, but he just said, I'm sorry, but the idea that you could just rip apart a baby like that into the final trimester, I just think that's wrong, right? Yeah. I just think that's wrong. And, and then also, I think the really critical thing that, that Trump did was put out that list of 10, I think in the end it might have even been 20, um, different Supreme Court candidates mm-hmm. that yeah. that he said, "Here's my list," and and that was that was chosen by the Federalist Society. Neil Gorsuch was at the top of that list, and Neil Gorsuch became his first pick. And Neil Gorsuch so far has been absolutely one hundred percent right yep. on on the religious liberty cases. And so now, Paul, here we are again with Justice Kennedy retiring, surprisingly, last week. And they're saying that uh, President Trump is going to pick not anywhere close to a moderate, but we're going to pick someone straight down the line. This is going to change America for the next few generations, at least. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is, John. And I think the, I mean, look at some of these cases. And in, in fact, the, the one that really fits what I'm talking about it was it was the National Institute of Family and Life Advocates case and, and California and that 
That's right. That's right. And that was done by the Alliance Defending Freedom, and i got to point this out. We have probably at least a half a dozen Grove City College um, alumni who are working at Alliance for Defending Freedom. And, nice. And, uh, yeah, we have um, parents of Grove City College students who, who work at Alliance Defending Freedom. So it's a group very much in accord with our thinking on these things. And that the swing vote on that case was Anthony Kennedy. And, and Kennedy voted five to four. And, and for people who aren't familiar with this case, it was just an incredible situation. It was a 2015 California law, and, and it required pro-life crisis pregnancy centers to, to advertise to promote abortion services, uh, to, to promote I mean, it, it, right down to giving an actual, they, they had to give clients who came in the door a phone number for a local California county office where they could get referrals to Planned Parenthood and other abortion clinics. And, and these pro-life crisis pregnancy centers said, wait a second, we were established as alternatives for abortion. <laughs> that's, that's, not, we, that's not what we do here. Right, we, right. We, want, we, yeah, we want people to come here so they won't choose that. And, and, and a lot of these groups are, are Christian groups, and they said, this goes against our freedom of religion, our freedom of conscience, the, the teachings of our church, the teachings of our faith. And the four liberals on the court, Breyer, Ginsburg, Kagan, and Sotomayor, all voted against these crisis pregnancy centers. And the majority decision was written by Clarence Thomas. It was uh, John Roberts, Alito, and um, Gorsuch that, that all voted with him. And the swing vote on this was Anthony Kennedy, and Kennedy voted uh, with Clarence Thomas in the pro-life majority. So, so it's that seat that's now going to be up. Yeah. And, and so, so you have a seat here. It's not necessarily going to be... This isn't something that liberals should see as a pickup for them, but as more something that you know, pro-life people are hoping to retain. But then again, I've got to point out here, Anthony Kennedy is the one that wrote the majority opinion, you know, the quote-unquote pro-choice decision in Planned Parenthood v. Casey in 1992, preserving Roe v. Wade. So, so that's what he was. He was always this really crucial, pivotal swing vote. And um, Donald Trump is going to be proposing a candidate to replace him he, probably next week. Didn't Kennedy also write Obergefell? He did. That's right. He absolutely did. And, and, and I think... Uh, I think for the record that, that Anthony Kennedy has been a disaster. I mean, I'll just come right out and say that. He was, I, uh, I wrote a piece last week for American Spectator called Anthony Kennedy, Ronald Reagan's Biggest Mistake. And I, I really believe that of everything Ronald Reagan did in his eight years, I think that was his biggest mistake. And, and I, I mean, I, I, I could, Kathy, I could probably go through a hundred decisions that Kennedy did where I probably like 75 of them, yeah, right? right? But, 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 but I, the one quarter where that, that I don't like were, I think, kind of culturally disastrous. Uh, you know, Obergefell was one, redefining marriage. And, and, if, and, if you, and if you read that decision, it's not just about same-sex marriage. If you, if you read his argumentation in that decision, that completely opens the door, Pandora's box, to a total redefini- redefinition of marriage yeah. along almost any lines if you, if you simply follow his rationale, which is that, you know, love wins, consenting adults ought to be able to, to marry one another. I mean, th- that decision was disastrous, and Planned Parenthood v. Casey, uh, which, which had the so-called mystery clause in it, 
which said that the heart of liberty in America is the right to come up with your own meanings of meaning, right? Mm-hmm. Your own definitions of life, universe, this, this and that, and this and that. Uh, th- th- those decisions were, I think, so culturally catastrophic that um, I- I'm, I'm really glad that he's, that he's leaving, uh, and, and leaving under a Republican president who will hopefully replace him with a better, with a better uh, Supreme Court justice. Dr. Paul Kengor is with us from Grove City College. But, but there's the rub, right, Paul? Because even though you may think you know your candidate as you vet and um, have them ascend. It's always a crapshoot. It, it is, right? You never can look inside someone's head and heart, even when you're following a paper trail of past judgments on trials. Well, that's right, and and I, I could speak to that pretty intimately because uh, somebody that I, I was very close to, Ronald Reagan's closest advisor, uh, Judge Bill Clark, and uh, it was Clark that Ronald Reagan appointed to the California Supreme Court. And get this, he, he actually Reagan actually offered Clark the su- the Supreme Court seat that went to Sandra Day O'Connor, wow. and and Clark turned it down. And I, I became Clark's biographer. Clark was like a grandfather to me. And he told me, he said, he, he said, we thought Sandra Day O'Connor was a safe pick, and she's one of the ones that voted with Kennedy on Planned Parenthood v. Casey. And, and Clark and Kennedy used to have lunch together in Sacramento when they were both judges weekly in the 1970s. And he told me, he, he said, he, he said we, we thought Anthony Kennedy was a totally safe pick. And he said, I could tell you the guy was pro-life, but, but he got there to Washington he was e- easily influenced by his surroundings, and he completely flipped once once he got there. So, so right there for Reagan, Reagan had three picks. One was Sandra Day O'Connor. Uh, one was Anthony Kennedy, and then in between was a really good one, Antonin Scalia. But but Reagan tried to get three pro-life picks, and he got only one out of three turned out to be a pro-life pick. And what we're looking for are men and women who are committed to the Constitution. Um, and I think that that's the number one thing we're going. So even, you know, it, instead of just being people who are looking for this issue or that issue, we're really just looking for people who are going to believe in the Constitution and rule in that way. Well, that's right. And and one of my favorite quotes, Kathy, is from is from John Adams, who many consider the founder of the Constitution, you know, him and James Madison. And he, he said, our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other, and and so yes, they they need to adhere to the Constitution, but I think the 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 less and less moral and religious that we become, the the more we're going to break away from the founders' conception of the Constitution, uh, because because our Constitution is not a flat out libertarian document. It's not about giving people the freedom to do anything that they want at any time as long as you don't hurt somebody else or steal their stuff. I mean, our, our founders understood that, as George Washington said, we had to be able to self-govern ourselves before we could self-govern a nation. And the way that you typically self-govern yourself is through the practice of virtue, and that's usually done by a moral and religious people. And so the less virtuous the people become, the less moral, less religious, the harder it's going to be to keep that constitution. And so, I mean, I mean frankly, because of that, I'm, I'm very pessimistic 
but um, I, it, we all, I, I think we, I think we need to try to remain a Christian nation, or at least a nation adhering to Judeo-Christian principles. Amen to that. Well, certainly, Paul, these are wild and interesting times, uh, but uh, God is in control. Dr. Paul Kengor from Grove City College. Paul, thanks an awful lot. Okay. Thank you both. Heroes proved in liberating strife. When you're a kid, Idlewild is a place full of adventures. There are rides that are just your size, treats to tickle your taste buds, and special friends like Daniel Tiger to touch your heart. When you're a grown-up, Idlewild is every bit as magical, every bit as memorable, every bit as fun. Idlewild and Soap Zone, because you love to see them smile. Right now, buy a season pass, just $59.99 online at Idlewild.com. This is John Hall with some really cool news about my pillow. Mike Lindell and MyPillow have set a world record for the largest pillow fight in history. It happened on May 18th as tens of thousands of people participated at Pulse Twin Cities, this big annual Christian music event in Minneapolis. The event was dedicated to giving hope to those who have been hurting or those who lost hope. Did you know that before finding faith and becoming a successful businessman, Mike was a former drug addict, but now he uses his story of success to drive others in a relationship with Jesus. You can check it out at My MyPillow.com forward slash world record special. The event was a great success, and Mike wants everyone to share in the excitement. So, for a limited time, MyPillow is offering the standard MyPillow for the lowest price ever. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. That's MyPillow.com, promo code WORD, or call 1-800-961-9207. Again, call 1-800-961-9207, or go to MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. This is today's entertainment answer. What was it about the new action film Ant-Man and the Wasp that appealed to actor Lawrence Fishburne? I just was really hungry to be a part of the Marvel Universe. You know, I would have played an asteroid in any any movie, given the opportunities. The fact that I was a, a good match for the character of Bill Foster, to me, is it's a dream come true. Ant-Man and the Wasp, PG-13, in theaters July 6th. For this entertainment answer, I'm Matt Mungle. The backyard's looking great, Rob. Thanks, man. I was planning on adding a deck, too. Know any good contractors? Why don't you just ask HomeAdvisor? Home what? HomeAdvisor.com. You just tell them about your project and they match you with local pros that can do the job. Nice. Now, how much does it cost? Oh, HomeAdvisor's totally free to use. Plus, you can read customer reviews, check pricing, and book appointments for free. What's the website again? HomeAdvisor.com. Or just download the free HomeAdvisor app. HomeAdvisor. I was traveling last week. Um, I was on the road for I don't know, more than a week, and um, so two weeks, two weeks ago. It was two weeks ago. Uh, you're right; it wasn't last week. It's all you were running. here. You were here with me. It's last all week. running together. Maybe in your mind, you were traveling last week. <laughs> I, I was physically present here, and yet mentally <laughs> on the bus in a whole different location. Anyway, what I'm saying okay. is that we spent a lot of time on the road because we drove uh, from here to South Carolina and at the southern part of South Carolina and did a lot of stopping along the way. If you had to stop John Hall yeah. at a roadside establishment, mm-hmm. okay, so we're thinking, we're saying fast food at this point, okay, what would you be looking for? Because uh, it was interesting, you know, traveling with stopped. 30 people 
where we where we ended up stopping. Well, if you're traveling, you want to go someplace that's um, local, you know, like a a local landmark, mm. not a chain. Oh, so you're not going for a chain? No, well, no. But what if you're just? I'm not saying you've reached your destination. What if you're just? On the road. You're on the road. Yeah, so you, I would look like, okay, one of the coolest things we ever did, I, we found this place called Overpass Pizza. So we, uh, the family used to travel to the farm in Missouri every year. Mm-hmm. And, and then we got our smartphones. We, we were like, oh, let's look for a pizza place. We went up to this intersection as we got off the highway, and there was like some pizza hut or something. And then there's a sign that said, Overpass Pizza, three miles away. And we were like, well, let's try the local place. I'm telling you, the best pizza I've ever eaten in my life is Overpass Pizza. In where? Somewhere in rural Missouri. I, my kids know exactly. They good. That's the a good t- location. You can just GPS that, friends. Just, oh. put, just put in your GPS somewhere in rural well, Missouri. I, I didn't know we were going to talk about this. I could be very specific. you know. But my kids love this place so much, they bought the T-shirts. So now, every time they go back and forth at the farm, we stop at Overpass. You want to try the places that are... I was just going to rank the fast food joints. All of a sudden, now we're in rural Missouri. No, no. You can have McDonald's anywhere. Meh. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Val Dior. President Trump says he met with a few potential Supreme Court justice candidates this morning as he works to fill the spot vacated by retiring Justice Anthony Kennedy. The president says he plans to meet with two to three more as he works toward a decision over the next few days. He said he will announce his pick by July 9th. U.S. President Trump predicting a positive relationship with Mexican President-elect Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. Trump says he had a lot of good conversation with the leftist leader Monday for about 30 minutes a day after Obrador's victory. Trump says, I think the relationship will be a very good one, and he hopes they can address illegal immigration soon. The leading American cave rescue expert says many challenges are ahead for rescue divers in Thailand who located the 12 boys and their soccer coach who've been missing in a cave for more than a week. The primary decision now, whether one to evacuate them or to supply them in place, SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for 100 years. America, America, God shed his grace on thee. And wow, hasn't the Lord blessed us here in America? Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and our family is just so thankful to live in this great country. So let's celebrate with a good old-fashioned chicken barbecue meal at the Springhouse. My brother Sam and his four boys will fire up the barbecue pit outside and cook long and slow the chicken quarters, dousing them every five minutes with our secret butter vinegar sauce. Keep cool inside the Springhouse Sun Porch and enjoy all our most popular family recipe sides to go with a barbecue chicken hot off the pit. Summer's a great time to top off this meal with a toasted almond fudge ball or a mud-covered dirt ball. Take a spin down our hillside slide and let the baby calves lick your fingers for a memory-making experience on the farm at the Springhouse, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. You think you're getting a price hold, but really you're signing up for Windows. And if you don't, 
cancel within three days, you're obligated to that contract. Energy Swing Windows Donnie Dara on the length some companies will go to get your business. What some salesmen from national companies are doing is they're getting homeowners to sign something that says they're going to hold your price for 30 days. But what they're really signing is a contract that says you only have three days to cancel. And they don't tell you that. It's a trick. And people are really getting ripped off by this. We don't pressure people at Energy Swing. There's not fine print at all. What you see is what you get. That's why we won the Better Business Bureau Torch Award three years in a row. That's why we just, in, in Western Pennsylvania, won the best of the best on our website. There's actually a video that shows why we were voted as that. When you do the right things right, you're recognized for that. Energy Swing, best of the best. Right now, Word FM listeners get an exclusive 5% off over and above any current offers on windows and doors. Visit EnergySwingWindows.com. Commence Exxon and Mobile Field Test. Scientist observes subject A at station, refueling with Synergy Gasoline. Available in three grades and meticulously engineered to help protect your engine from deposits while giving you better gas mileage. Clearly, subject A is intelligent. Maybe subject A wants to get a burger and be best friends. Subject A is leaving. Conclusion? Synergy Gasoline gives you better gas mileage, and subject A is a maybe for burgers and best friends. Exxon and Mobile. Energy lives here. Fuel economy claims are compared with gasoline meeting minimum government standards. Results will vary. Visit exxon.com or mobile.com for details. When you come to Kennywood, you're part of the family. So make yourself at home. Help yourself to some tasty treats. Then climb aboard with the number one blue engine and steam into our newest attraction, Thomastown. Visit Thomas and friends at their new Kennywood home, coming soon. Kennywood, a Pittsburgh tradition for 120 years. Welcome to the family. Now save up to $20 on select days at Kennywood.com. Thunderstorm in some spots this evening, otherwise partly cloudy and humid tonight, patchy fog later on, low 69. Tomorrow and Independence Day, hot and humid with times of sun and clouds and a thunderstorm in spots in the afternoon or evening. High both days around 90. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Jack Hubbard on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. This uh, cool and balmy Monday. This is not cool and it's not balmy. It is, not. It is hot as blazes. It is. And I'm just trying to readjust. I just, I got to tell you. We're in the comfort of an air-conditioned studio right now. I know. But then as we exit, you and I live in a different universe. We do. At the top of uh, today's show, and in case you missed it, our first hour, please find us on our podcast, johnandkathyshow.com, so you can catch up on everything you've missed. Uh, we're happy you're with us today. John and I um, live in separate homes uh, because we have two different families, but we've subjected all of them to having no air conditioning. Uh-huh. This is just what. So I live in an old house, yeah. and it's you know it would cost a lot of money to air condition our house, mm-hmm. and so we've just never done it. And your excuse is? I'll follow the same path. Okay. Just how it is. It is. Yeah. It's just how it is. Yeah. And most of the time, John and I spend our work life freezing. <laughs> we okay? sure do. It's summertime, and it's like sixty degrees in here, and we're wearing coats. coats. Sixty is generous. Sometimes yeah. it's fifty-two in here. It's just so cold yeah. that I don't want air conditioning at home. I don't want to go home and you know feel as cold as I've been all day. So usually, most of the summer, I'm totally fine. Fine with it. Fine the, with it. The last forty-eight hours. I'm bottoming out. Yeah. 
And that's the here's the problem for me. It's only the first of July, you know, first week of July. Yeah, but that doesn't have anything. Oh, to do it has with a lot to do it with it. It has nothing to do with yeah, it. Yeah, because no, we've got all of July, no, no, no. all of August, Listen, and probably a big chunk so of September. It, it could be seven. We could have highs of seventy degrees in July and August. We should that keep doesn't track. Mean anything. How many days? We should do a little contest. How many days would there be ninety degrees and over throughout the summer? What, so, okay. See, so you're just gonna like fasten on that so that you can think about how you know unbelievably how hot, hot you're gonna be for the next forty days. I am. No, get out of here. Okay. It's gonna be fine. Although I'm going to the beach, so yeah, think this about is, that. Stop your whining. I'm not whining. I hope, new Mike. Now that we're speaking of John's vacation that's yeah. coming up, I hope something entertaining happens to oh, him that we're please. able to turn into on-air comedy. Not, nothing could top last year. We have a fine history of, of of producing hilarious shows based on John's vacation mishaps. It's true. I don't. I don't particularly like it. You know, in fact, <laughs> getting ready it. for John's vacation. Maybe the next couple of days. Maybe on Thursday or Friday oh, of this week, sh- we should pull out the John Hall no, beach no, camp no, update. No, 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 oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. Do yeah, not do that. That was so good. Do not do that, please. That was... Guys, you should wish me well for like we a... We do wish a, a you gi- well. No, no, no. Because by setting the stage for that, you're like setting me up for disaster no, once again. No, not true. I had a really bad vacation not, last year. No, I you didn't really, have a bad oh, I vacation. Did. I did. You had a... a Wait a va- second. Hold on. I look forward all year long to just going to the beach. I'm looking right. for sunny, 90-degree days. Yeah. Generally, what's happened at least the last couple of years mm-hmm. is that I get wet seventy degree days. Okay. And then just, last year I had a I had a chicken outside my door at five a.m. It was a rooster. <laughs> Whatever. To be technical about it. That's why I'm saying don't, don't determine what the weather is going to be here because you were convinced you were going to go to the beach at ninety degrees and you ended up with sixty nine. Oh, so anything horrible. can happen. The worst. And then you know. Uh, <sighs> It's the right. Oh, oh. Now, see, I'm in despair. You shouldn't be in despair. We had so many of our listeners just said that that was like the highlight of their summer, Great. just being able to hear. Listen to my suffering. The, yeah. You know what I did on vacation last year? What? I, I probably visited six or seven fudge shops. Oh, that's depressing. I don't exactly. even like fudge. I don't either. <laughs> but I had nothing else to do. Because it was pouring down fudge rain. Is too sweet. It's the too worst. much. I, I was I, I walking around it. looking at one fudge shop after okay. another in on, Ochre Coke. On, on this day in history, July 2nd, 1937, yeah. Amelia Earhart and her co-pilot Fred Noonan disappeared over the Pacific Ocean while attempting to fly around the world. If you don't know anything about uh, Amelia Earhart or if you know the, the, the very basics, I would highly recommend – Going to the library and finding yourself a, a biography of her, an autobiography, because mm-hmm. she is singularly. I don't think fascinating. she wrote an autobiography. No, I'm sorry, she didn't. Okay. But but there have been many biographies written about her because she's she was I would say the first, well, not the first. Well, yeah, mass media female um, sensation of the 20th century. I think it's fair enough to say mm-hmm. because you know the newsreel was in full bloom, motion pictures were, it, and she sees that. As a master of the moment, there are many people who would say Amelia Earhart was a good aviator. She was not a great aviator. Where her greatness lie was in self-promotion. Lay was in self-promotion. And she died a tragic, mysterious death, flew off to circumnavigate the, the globe mm-hmm. and was never seen With again. Fred Noonan. Yes. Now, the interesting thing you know, 80 years later, kind of putting a uh, putting an addendum on this, was the analysis of photographs that were found from a Japanese POW camp. So this is one of the great mysteries of the 20th and 21st century. What happened to her? What happened to Fred Noonan? Right. What happened to the plane? 
So apparently last year they discovered some old photographs and on an island in the Pacific, which has been talked about forever, this is a a sort of a logical conclusion, Mm -hmm. that she ran out of gas, the plane went down, they landed on an island, they survived the plane crash, they were captured by Japanese who were inhabiting this island, and they were either, what, starved to death, executed, who knows, it's anybody's guess. But these photographs were found that by someone who was, you know, an expert at these Authentications. These, yes. They they were able to positively, in their estimation, identify her mm-hmm. as this inhabitant of this island. I don't think they – maybe positively identify is a little strong. I think that they think that there's a likelihood that the photographs are of okay. them. All right. it's, I looked at the photographs today because I actually didn't remember. This was maybe a year ago, year and a half ago that those came out, and I didn't exactly remember the details. So I went back today and looked at the photographs, and there aren't that – there's one in particular. There are a couple photographs, but there's one in particular, and it's a bunch of people on a dock – um, going out into the ocean uh, from this island. And um, there are several Asian people who are standing on the dock, but there are also two Caucasians that are there. And the man is kind of standing with his face a little bit to the side. And the woman is sitting facing away from the camera. So you can only see her back, but her head's turned to the side. And it really does look a lot like short hair. Right? It looks a lot like her. Right. Her body and, type. And they've done analysis of the body type and everything. It really does look a lot like her. Now, the man is a little harder to identify, but his hairline does look almost exactly like Fred Noonan's hairline. Right. So, I mean, chances are if both of them are there. It's where they think the plane went down. And the most interesting part of it is in the back of the photograph, there's like a, um, like a, a battleship of some sort and it's towing something. Hmm. And what it's towing looks to be an aircraft that is exactly the size of her aircraft. Oh, that's fascinating. So uh, the 80 same plus years after, yeah. why does Amelia Earhart matter? Because she broke the mold or she set the stage in an era of of wild um, investigation and discovery. Amelia Earhart, as a female set so many young girls on fire with the idea of, well, if she could do that, then mm-hmm. I could do it as well. Because who was flying an airplane as a, as a woman in the 1930s? Not that many women. And especially Amelia Earhart to go around the globe and all the different things that she did. She was a record setter. So she matters and still holds a place in the imagination of the public today. Mm-hmm. On this day in history, July 2nd, 1937, the loss of Amelia Earhart and her co-pilot, Fred Noonan. Let's switch Won't gears. Lost following Amelia Earhart. We're going to talk next about good news. Satan wants to destroy you. 101.5 WORD with James McDonald and Walk in the Word. God calls his followers to be holy, but that's hard to achieve when our hearts constantly feel the pull of the world. This week on Walk in the Word, James McDonald helps us go deeper with God, experience his holiness, and be filled with his Holy Spirit. If you're ready to get beyond the do's and don'ts of religion to find a personal relationship with God, listen all week to Walk in the Word. Tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. on 101.5 WORD. Hey, I know that many of you know or have worked with my friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial. And I, in fact, I hear email-wise, Facebook post-wise from many people who've called out there and say, hey, wh- who, what's that 
guy you're always talking about and can you give me his phone number? Well, if you know about Marley, you also know they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance, providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But did you know that now Marley is offering the best group health plans in the nation? Typical savings up to 40%. Small, medium, even large groups, Marley's got you covered, giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital you want. Highmark, UPMC, Mayo Clinic, even Johns Hopkins, because Marley's giving you the power to choose the best thing for you and also the best thing for your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. So give Marley a call now. Marley Financial at 724-884-1496 and find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. Tired of working for everyone else? With Vanguard Cleaning Systems of Pittsburgh, you can be your own boss and own your own business. It's a common dream that too often goes unrealized. As owner of your own commercial cleaning franchise, you can finally take control of your future. Vanguard Cleaning Systems offers you a turnkey opportunity that takes you through everything step by step, from the initial setup, marketing, and even providing you with new customers. Even if you have no experience, Vanguard will equip you to succeed at your own pace. Vanguard's expertise is why they're consistently ranked as a top franchise in Entrepreneur Magazine. Isn't it time you stopped working for everyone else? Discover the daily joy of being your own boss. All it takes is an initial upfront investment as low as $5,000 that will quickly pay for itself with Vanguard's proven model of success. To start your own janitorial business or expand your current one, call Vanguard Cleaning Systems of Western PA, 724-870-4120. Express Employment Professionals team sends a big congratulations to all parents of 2018 graduates. Whether your graduate has a clear vision for the future or is feeling a little uncertain about what's next, the Express Pros are here to help. Their Express Jobs app helps to make applying for jobs easier for those who want to get right to work. And for those who want to continue learning and building skills, their Express Learn program offers 18 CTC courses at no charge. Learn more at ExpressPros.com or call 412-494-2000. Life doesn't stop on the weekends and neither do you. So we understand that it can be hard to find the time to shop for a mattress. This is Robin Trzynski of the Original Mattress Factory, and we have a completely new website designed to help you simplify the mattress shopping experience. Check out our products, view our prices, and even place an order for pickup, local delivery, or to have it shipped outside of our delivery area. Just visit OriginalMattress.com and find a thoughtfully made, honestly priced mattress of your own. The Original Mattress Factory. Great beds, no bull. As a parent, one of the things that my husband and I have kind of, I don't know, made as a goal, something we just try to shoot for, is to expose our kids to different types of denominations, different types of doctrinal networks, different types of exposures. Because it's one thing that I have learned is this idea that it's not just an idea, this is actual reality, that in our different theological traditions, we're good at certain things and we're bad at other things. Sure. And so just being exposed to different types of people from different types of environments, I think it's really good for us as Christians. Anyway, say all that to say that uh, my daughter went to a camp last week um, in a theological tradition that is not ours. So I'm from a Reformed tradition and um, I sent her to a camp that was a Pentecostal tradition. 
and she came back and we were you know anxious to hear what she thought of it. she's 16 and uh one of her first questions is mommy why don't we talk about satan and i thought well isn't that interesting because we you know the our next guest quotes Fleming Rutledge in uh, his article in Christianity Today, and one of her quotes that I have written down in my book also is that we act like there. This is my free translation of it, but we act like there are only two people who are involved in the drama of history: God and humanity. But there is another figure, and we just don't talk about him very much. So we welcome back to the show Derek Rishmawi. Derek is a doctoral candidate at Trinity Evangelical Divinity School, and he's written a great piece for CT called Good News, Satan, He Wants to Destroy You. Derek, welcome back. Uh, great, great to be back on. Thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. it's our pleasure. So Derek, you make the point in your article, which Kath just opened up on, even more so, we forget that Satan is amongst us and messing with us constantly, that the sin machine that we are, he is at the center of. So how can we forget that? Why do we ignore that? Why are we not on top of this and battling Satan with all of our efforts just intentionally every day? Um, yeah, that's a really, really good question. I think uh, part of it has to do with our context. We, we live you know, in the Western world and uh, we live in a, a rationalized world. We've got modern medicine. We've got um, we've got big secular narratives that kind of tend to screen out that dimension of reality, the spiritual spiritual forces. Um, and it, for a lot of us, um, you know, if, if you got a college degree, post post secondary degree, oftentimes it just feels weird talking about that kind of thing. And so mm-hmm. we kind of screen out that reality, even if even if we still have moments where you know our skin runs cold, or even if we still get chilled, or even even if there are things there are just shockingly evil realities in the world, we tend to rationalize it partially just because it's is weird to think about. It's not second nature uh, for us, for a lot of us culturally. That's one thing. I, I think some of us also just react, right? Because sometimes people who do talk about it. Um, they're weird, like in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there, yeah. There's a sense in which they, they do it. They do it. They do it poorly, or they hyperfixate on it. And okay. so some of us react to ways. I mean, at least in the, in the church, if we come out of traditions that do talk about it, sometimes we react uh, because they have hyperfixated on it, or they've done it in weird, harmful ways. And so, um, you know, we we have pressures both from church backgrounds as well as just. Uh, the general secularizing nature of, of a lot of modern culture, uh, it's not part of normal discourse mm-hmm. unless unless we're talking about um, horror movies, mm-hmm. which is one of those funny things, is, is despite the fact that we, a lot of people will, will okay, they'll, they'll reject belief in Satan and the devil, but, you know, horror movies and ghost flicks and zombies, there's still something in the popular imagination, and there's still a level of background belief there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm rambling now, but no, that's, that, good. That's, that's, that's some of what goes on, I think. Yeah. Well, Derek, I mean, years ago, Kath and I were talking to someone who was well-informed and um, I believe was, you know, a, a strong, committed Christian, but she, on, on these airwaves, she disavowed the idea of evil in this world. Like, you know, or that evil it was, didn't exist. No, it's not that, I don't, I don't think I remember saying evil didn't exist, but there certainly was not a person. There was not a Behind the person or mm-hmm. a creature, a, a creature mm-hmm. of evil. Yeah, it was. It was just kind of like a hocus pocus thing that humans had invented. Yeah, 
And I, at that point, there's a there's a there's a really fascinating book. I don't know, twenty thirty years ago, uh, M. Scott Peck, "People of the Lie." Oh yeah, I love uh, that book. That's an underrated yeah, book, not, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. He he uh, he, he wasn't like an Orthodox Christian in the, in the typical sense. Uh, he was a psychologist who ended up coming to a belief in spiritual power and and kind of destructive evil, partially because of his encounters with highly narcissistic and, and, and in a sense, warped personalities, that there was just something so off and something so depraved um, that uh, there was only one kind of explanation that, that, he, could, that he could find for it, that the, the, what he was talking to was, was more than just a, a deformed human personality. There was, there was something personal and malevolent uh, beyond the human that was impinging and that was um, interacting. Yeah. What, what, yeah, so there's a, there's, I mean, even, even people in the dominant secular worldview, sometimes, sometimes, you know, the curtain slips. But beyond that, I, I, yeah, beyond that, there's a certain level of, I don't know, there's, there's the argument from, from basically everyone everywhere has always believed some sorts of spirits have been there uh, haunting their steps in, in almost every in every tribe, every culture, every every people has had a category for, for the demonic or unclean spirits, yeah, or evil spirits. Um, there's a certain and, and there's a certain sense in which uh, our culture, or at least the aspects of our culture that deny it, it it's it's the outlier in history, yeah. in a sense. And, and when you just look at some some pieces of just insane evil in the world, there it is more than just, um, you know, social inertia that led to the great evils of history. Right, I, right. I, you know, and I also think, Derek, that, you know, that we as a culture, we romanticize evil. You know, we embrace it. You know, we have, mm-hmm. a, ro- we have, a, we have a romance with, with evil, which is also odd. Yeah, but we have a romance with evil when we think it can't hurt us. Mm-hmm. You know, we, have, we love horror movies when we're safe. But, you know, I I always think back to 9-11. After 9-11, there were, I mean, it was months before there was any scary anything in any media. Because you know what? Because we were all so scared. The last thing we wanted was to pretend to be scared because we didn't need to pretend to be scared because we were actually scared. But look, when we see, you know, all the different, the mass shootings that we are, you know, are embedded now in American culture, you have to recognize that as evil, that that it is Satan among us. And now we just kind of shrug our shoulders. Yeah, and and I think it, it it's a way of. Uh, oftentimes we we put it this way: we don't recognize that oftentimes Scripture depicts um, spirits and Satan working in fairly banal or banal ways, and fairly it works through whispering, works through suggestion, works through very normal everyday. Um, oftentimes, every normal everyday apathy. Is just increased oh, to look past, look past what they, what should not be looked past, or, 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 or that you know, subtle little lies. That, oh, just this once, I can do this thing, and it won't have rippling consequences. And, mm-hmm. and so, oftentimes, we think the demonic and the spiritual. Yeah, it's only in those outlier realities. But oftentimes, a lot of a lot of some of what the scripture points us to is that it's often very hidden beneath the normal, beneath. The regular and 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 that's sometimes the more dangerous form is when we think that um, the enemy is only at work in the in the 
outrageously visible evil, mm-hmm. right? And so we don't we don't see the you know in uh, Cain and Abel, sort of Cain and Abel, um, Satan is crouching, you know, your enemies right. crouching, uh, waiting to devour you there, and and looking to trip you up in in uh, you know at work, right? So, Derek, go back to what I said at the beginning of our segment about my daughter going to this camp um, and, you know, my desire to just and my husband's desire to just kind of expose her to different branches of Christianity um, and then come back and kind of mm-hmm. talk about what the differences are. Um, she her question, why don't we talk about Satan? I mean, I'm from a reformed tradition. Mm-hmm. We talk about intellectual things. We talk about, you know, systematic theology. We talk about, you know, mm-hmm. the story of God. We do all of those sorts of things. But seriously, there's something wrong with our tradition when we don't talk about the fact and acknowledge the fact and pray like there's an enemy. Yeah, and I think that's maybe more of a more of a modern thing. Um, I, I, I definitely think it's there. It doesn't come up as much in some of the churches that I've been to. But if you look back in the tradition, there was a very lively sense. You see it in Calvin. You see it in in some of the Orthodox theologians. You see it. I mean, I'm trying to think who's the author of. Uh, I think I quote the the, the name of. Uh, the Puritan, Thomas Cook, wrote a whole book against uh, precious remedies against Satan's devices. In the tradition, it ha- we've had a very strong sense of the fact that this is part of our spiritual life, is resisting Satan, resisting temptation, praying against uh, against his works, and just being aware of his accusing power in our, in our hearts and our minds. And I think this is part of, just more a feature of 20th century uh, modernity. Or, yeah, so or, it's so it's not yeah, an actual. Ref- and, uh, okay, so that's interesting. So it's not an actual reflection of Reformation theology. It's more a reflection of where we are in today's society. culture, right? Yeah. And probably our our, I, I our, our obsession so. with what we th- we see as rationality. Mm-hmm. I, I would say I would say that's at least I would say that's at least part of it. I haven't done a deep deep dive. I just know I know that it, it has been a part of the way we talked in the past. Yeah. Well, that's good. Hey, Derek, we've barely scratched the surface, but we always love having you with us. You're very thoughtful. Uh, the work you do at, at Christi- at yeah, Christianity and you, Today. And you do a great job on Twitter. We want yeah. to thank you for actually being a voice of, a voice of reason in yeah, the cesspool. Well, good job. We follow and we listen carefully. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, Derek Grishmay. Good news. Satan wants to destroy you. Information about Derek uh, on our Facebook page, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Hey, stick around. Well, we've got much more ahead on The Ride Home here on Word FM. Stop everything you're doing right now and ask yourself, are you currently receiving steady paychecks? What about when you're retired? Will you receive a monthly check to cover your expenses and also have some fun? Kurt Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group calls this mailbox money. It's the monthly check you'll receive throughout retirement. Kurt wants to help remove stress from your retirement. He doesn't want you to worry about if the money will show up or how much money you'll receive. The only thing Kurt wants you to think about is how to spend it when it arrives. Find out how to get enough money in your mailbox every month when you're retired. Call Kurt Kenotic and the team at Accurate Solutions Group at 412-515-3555 for a complimentary retirement analysis with strategies that could help your nest egg provide you monthly income you'll need in retirement. Call right now, 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, and Accurate Investment Solutions, Inc. You know the moment. The workday is over. Your daily responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off. 
and you lay back. It's that end of day. Ah, <sighs> that's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body soothing serenity made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory, thoughtfully made, honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com. When it comes to selling you a mattress, most retailers are handing you a line, a long line of extra steps that drive up costs and create confusion. At the Original Mattress Factory, we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you. It's short, sweet, and simply makes sense. So experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory. When you come to Kennywood, you're part of the family. So make yourself at home. Help yourself to some tasty treats. Then climb aboard with the number one blue engine and steam into our newest attraction, Thomastown. Visit Thomas and friends at their new Kennywood home, coming soon. Kennywood, a Pittsburgh tradition for 120 years. Welcome to the family. Now save up to $20 on select days at Kennywood.com. When you're a kid... Idlewild is a place full of adventures. There are rides that are just your size, treats to tickle your taste buds, and special friends like Daniel Tiger to touch your heart. When you're a grown-up, Idlewild is every bit as magical, every bit as memorable, every bit as fun. Idlewild and Soak Zone, because you love to see them smile. Save up to $18 on select days when you buy online at Idlewild.com. Thunderstorm in some spots this evening, otherwise partly cloudy and humid tonight, patchy fog later on, low 69. Tomorrow and Independence Day, hot and humid with times of sun and clouds and a thunderstorm in spots in the afternoon or evening. High both days around 90. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Jack Hubbard on 101.5 Word FM. most people the question is in life how do i get from here to there and i remember being a young kid 15 16 years old and having all this fear and an anxiety thinking what am i going to do in my life or how does this work and i see people with these big careers and how did they make that work well, Susan Traverso is with us. Susan is um, the president of Teal College, which in many ways is a little hidden gem in western Pennsylvania. But she's here to talk to us about Teal and perhaps that question, how do you get from here to there? Susan, welcome to the show. Thanks much. Susan, in reading about you, um, I think it's really curious because you've got a bachelor's, a master's, a doctorate with a history degree running through that thread. Now, for a lot of parents, when their kid would say, I want to go to college and get a history degree, that's not something you necessarily want to hear because it's not you know, sort of a traditional fast track to a career. But you, now as your president of a college, you've made this work for you. Yes. I think um, many of the traditional liberal arts uh, majors, biology, history, philosophy, uh, sociology, are degrees that prepare students across a lifetime. Uh, but when you go off to college, and when I went off to college now several, many years ago, 
you have to also think about how college can be a time where you can figure out what's important to you, what do you believe in. And I, fortunately, was at a small college in Boston, Simmons College, that created that kind of environment. And we create that kind of environment at Teal, where students can choose a range of majors. Some of those very uh, pre-professional. We have business administration. We have education. Uh, we A new degree in environmental safety management, which will fast-track students right into the oil and gas business to work as safety officers. Um, and those are wonderful degrees, but we also offer history and philosophy and English. And those degrees also are very productive because at Teal, and in my case at Simmons, we are educating students in an environment where we're asking them, what's most important to you and how can you put this degree to work? I see. So as a college student, I uh, worked on a project in Cambridge, Massachusetts, uh, interviewing uh, people about their lives and their beliefs as an oral historian. Um, And that introduced me to a different type of history, a really practical kind of history. It also um, sort of uh, uh, tapped my desire to serve. And so after college, I was a Peace Corps volunteer. Yes, yeah, so talk about that. So yeah. in the Peace Corps, you went to Morocco, Yemen, Bulgaria. What a journey that must have been. Yes. Well, in Morocco, I was a volunteer, and I taught. I was introduced to the classroom. That's when I realized, oh, I want to be a teacher. Um, but during graduate school, I had this opportunity to go back um, and work for Peace Corps, uh, directing training programs uh, for incoming Peace Corps volunteers. And that's what I was doing in Yemen and Bulgaria. And I, I look at Peace Corps and I can see now looking back at many decades thinking, well, there was Peace Corps. I taught. That's what I my later path became. I served, which has been a theme in my whole life, but also I got to lead and direct these programs, go into a country, find a training site, hire people, hire language teachers, hire kitchen staff, uh, run the whole training program. Well, isn't that exactly what I'm doing now? (laughs) Yes. Um, And so um, I can look back and I think when you get to a certain age and you can see how the path is woven together if you've been blessed to live a reflective life where you've been able to have opportunities to take uh, professional steps that are aligned with who you are and what you believe in. I see. So all these measures, all these Mm -hmm. little tiny steps Mm -hmm. forward, they show to me that you had some sort of courage about your life. Can you talk about that? I mean, where did that courage come from? I think that courage um, came uh, largely from my my family. Uh, I had I uh, was blessed to have parents who believed in their three children, believed that they could live a rich and full life, and they uh, encouraged us to serve. I um, come from a family of social workers and teachers uh, who often thought hard and long about how. In whatever path you go down, how can you contribute to the greater good of society? And we talk about that at Teal. And that doesn't mean that everyone becomes a social worker. We have students that go on to be CEOs, CFOs, major leaders of corporations. But at Teal, um, they've been introduced to the notion of doing well and doing good. Um, And uh, I think our alums tell us that they've lived rich and full lives sometimes in the for-profit sector, non-profit education, every industry. But over and over again, I hear them say to me, it all began at Teal. It began at a place, um, and my, my place was my family and Simmons College in Boston, where people said, we believe in you. Hmm. Um, and your path right now is not that clear to you, but stay true to your beliefs, um, and opportunities will open up. Oh, that's wonderful. 
So with that in mind, then, how does – I'm sure you think about this. How does the leader at the top, which is you, Atil, influence the organization, the college itself, that influences the students, that some way influences the culture, which is essentially the story that you told me about your Mm -hmm. career path? Um, I believe the best type of leadership, particularly for a college, but I actually believe this for all types of leadership, is an inclusive uh, leadership approach, a leadership that does more listening than talking, a leadership that helps people groups on campus, including students, come together. And rather than say to them, we have this issue, we want you to solve it, but actually invite people in, my leadership team, the faculty, students to say, let's together frame the issue to begin with and then begin to think, how do we want uh, to address this? So our faculty are highly committed uh, to teaching. They come together and say, Well, we'd like to offer a new degree, and last year we introduced a new degree in sports management. Okay, well, how would we go about doing that? What would be the best courses? What type of faculty would we need? Um, I created an environment to support that work, but they were given the agency to create that program. And that creates an environment in which people come to work every day saying, I'm going to make a difference. And yes... um, uh, I do rely on the resources of the college, um, uh, and I do look to the president who has uh, experience in higher education, um, but she's creating an environment where I can be an active um, part of this institution. Wonderful. Susan Traverso is with us. She is the uh, president of Teal College in Mercer County. Susan, more than 150 years, Teal College has been a, a force throughout this region, but your roots in many ways are a Lutheran tradition. Can you talk about that? Sure. Um, uh, Teal was founded by a Reverend Pacifant, a name well-known in Western Pennsylvania. He was a dynamic leader, uh, late 19th, early 20th century, who believed that um, Lutheran traditions should be expressed, of course, uh, through the churches, but also through educational and social organizations like Children's Homes, hospitals, and Teal College. Uh, And Teal, uh, while it has Lutheran roots, and we... uh, abide by many of those traditions from its beginning it's always been open to students from a wide range of backgrounds very different faith traditions and non-faith traditions it's always been co-ed it's always been welcoming of students from different race and ethnic backgrounds Um, so that lutheran hospitality is central to who we are Um, but we do celebrate and uh the lutheran traditions last year was the 500 year anniversary of the Reformation. We had special programs on campus. We have a dynamic religious life program, a wonderful uh, Lutheran pastor on campus, but we also open up uh, worship opportunities for students from other backgrounds as well. Wonderful. Say, uh, Word FM is producing something we're calling half-price tuition, which essentially is mm-hmm. exactly what it is, half-price tuition for an incoming student at Teal College. Talk about this. This is a great bargain. Right. Um, we're, we have a wide range of scholarship programs, and that's, that's one of them. Uh, we want to make uh, a college, private college affordable for families, and so we work hard uh, to raise money uh, from individuals and from uh, sponsors and from corporate partners to open up the opportunity of students to come up to a small, highly uh, selective 
um, and high-quality institution. Uh, every student and family can bring different gifts to that opportunity, um, and we work with people individually. Um, some students will opt to say, well, I'll go to community college for two years, yes. and then I'll go to Teal, and we're open to that route as well, and we'll work with students from the very beginning of their college uh, search. Um, we want to invite students and make it possible through scholarships for students to come to Teal and to finish Teal in four years. And that's what I often say to young people, whether they're coming to Teal or going to another college. The most important thing is is not what you're majoring in, but how you're majoring. How are you engaging in those courses? Are you getting that internship? Are you getting to job shadow? Are you growing as a person in that major? And most importantly, are you walking across that stage with someone at Teal calling your name and you have a college degree and your life is that much richer because of that and you will have great professional opportunities and yes we can give you all the financial returns it is singularly the best investment a family can make is to send their student to college and make sure they finish they can go to grad school they can open up uh, they can go down many many different paths as we started yes. here I am a history major uh, and now then a historian um, and now running a college. Um, and that's what can happen when you take that step into college. Many of the students at Teal are first in their family to go to college. We create an environment that's very welcoming. Yes, we have many students whose parents and grandparents went to college. They knew they were coming to college. They had the little onesie with the name of their parents' college on it. But we are a place where students who haven't had that background are welcomed and respected, and that new door opens for them. And we welcome their parents as well, and they feel comfortable at Teal. Uh, so I, I do, I, I'm deeply committed uh, to opening up opportunities. There are some students uh, that you know want to go to trade school or want to go down a different path, and uh, we work with them as well. But for those students that want that high quality baccalaureate, undergraduate experience, a place like Teal, and I would say Teal, yes. uh, is a great option. Well, wonderful. Well, Susan, thanks an awful lot. It's been a pleasure to, to meet you here, mm. to know a little bit about Teal College, and to encourage our, our audience to check out the Teal Half Price Tuition at wordfm.com. Mm. We've been speaking with uh, Susan Traverso. She is the president of Teal College. Susan, thanks so much. Thanks much. It's been a pleasure. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If if you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. Just pay half pits. 
Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh's original deal site. Go to JustPayHalfPittsburgh.com to save money now on Pittsburgh restaurants, events, and family fun activities. Just Pay Half has over 100 Pittsburgh restaurants offering half-price deals. Have delicious Italian catering from Roma Restaurant at your next event for half off. Take the kids to Statler's Fun Center in Greensburg or Laser Storm in the North Hills for half price. Get dinner and a movie at Latrobe 30 Theater and Cafe for only $11. Get all this and more at JustPayHalfPittsburgh.com. The Landing is one of the newest and hottest places for families. Owned and operated by Impact Christian Church, the Landing Community Center in Moon Township is absolutely free. No membership needed. With an indoor turf field, gymnasium, kids' play area, meeting rooms, and great food at our cafe, we have something for everyone. Give your kids a play day without hurting your wallet. This is our gift to you. And we have great rates for your private rental needs. Check us out online at impactthelanding.com. Hey, welcome back. We've been talking a lot about Alliance Defending Freedom in these last couple of weeks. You look at the Supreme Court cases that have come down. Well, that's this time of year, right? Yes, it is. And Alliance Defending Freedom has really been on the front lines about this. Here to talk to us about another case that has roots in suburban Philadelphia, Christiana, Christiana Holcomb. She serves as the legal counsel for Alliance Defending Freedom about a case in a school in Boyertown, Pennsylvania. Christiana, welcome to the show. How are you today? Hey, thanks so much for having me. Doing well. Yeah, happy to have you. So let's go back, not this past academic year, but the academic year before that. That's the 2016-17 school year. Talk about what happened at Boyertown Area School District. Sure. Well, in late 2016, um, a young man was in his locker room getting ready to change for gym class. And he looked up and realized that there was a girl in his locker room also changing for gym class. So he reported that incident to the school administrators who said, hey, we've got a new policy, hadn't told students or parents about the new policy. But essentially, if a young woman identifies as male or if a young man identifies as a girl, they are now allowed to use the opposite sexes, restrooms, locker rooms, and shower and changing facilities at Boyertown High School. What? Okay, so the student body, or at least some members of the student body, knew about these new changes, but the administration decided not to tell the parents or anybody else. That's exactly right. The parents did not, excuse me, the administration did not inform parents or the vast majority of the student body. From what we've been able to ascertain, it sounds like they only informed the couple of students who identify as the opposite sex and who wanted access to the opposite sexes, restrooms, or locker rooms. So big problem. Okay, sure. so there was no uh, memo that was sent home to parents? There was no discussion at a school board meeting? <laughs> no, not whatsoever. It, it was a real shocker. And, you know, Joel was not the only incident that occurred. There was a, a number of subsequent similar incidents. For example, one of our female plaintiffs, Alexis Lightcap, um, dropped by the girls' restroom on her way to her next class, and realized that there was a guy in her restroom there standing at the counter washing his hands. She likewise reported that to the school administration and was likewise told this is the way that things are going to be. So uh, really concerning situation. Schools have a duty to protect the privacy of every student entrusted to their care. And it's really incumbent upon schools to pass policies that protect everyone and not just the needs or interests of a few. So, Christiana, can you... Can you describe the rationale of the administrators as to why they would allow this to happen? Was this in all in the name of political correctness, or was the school district afraid of a lawsuit? 
Uh, well, both, it sounds like. What was so interesting about their justification is they actually relied upon uh, Obama-era Dear Colleague letter issued by the Obama administration. I'm sure you're familiar with it. But uh, a letter that has since been rescinded by the Trump administration because it lacks foundation in federal law. So basically, the school is relying on debunked um, and expired legal precedent to argue for this change in policy. And two, it also said it was afraid that organizations like the ACLU might sue it if it didn't have policies like this. Mm. So, you know, school districts are in something of a bind between a rock and a hard place. Mm. But what we know they can't do is violate the privacy rights of all students entrusted to their care. That's not okay. And that's the reason that Alliance Defending Freedom filed a federal lawsuit on behalf of a number of concerned students and their parents to try to fix the situation. Now, the other thing a school can't do is uh, make a wide-ranging, potentially explosive decision like that without any communication with parents or students. (laughs) Absolutely right. No, you're exactly right. How could could you decide to do that? That's such (laughs) such an obvious error in judgment. Absolutely. And parents were extremely frustrated uh, when they discovered this, that this policy had been implemented, that their kids were being exposed to members of the opposite sex uh, while changing for gym class or, you know, utilizing the showers. Like, that's not okay. No. So, again, that's why why the school district has an obligation to ensure that they protect the privacy of all of the students in their care. So, uh, Christiana, where is Alliance Defending Freedom on this case? Where, Where are you along the road? Well, we are now up to the Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit. Uh, We had oral arguments before a panel of the Third Circuit late May, and unfortunately, they declined to protect the privacy of students and recognize that as an important right that needed to be protected in this situation. So just today, we have filed a petition with the full court of the Third Circuit. It's called an en banc petition, and we're asking the entire Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit to review the situation and, again, to affirm the right of privacy that every student has. Mm. Well, thank you so much for joining us today to break this down for us and to give us the inside scoop on legally how everybody at ADF is thinking about it. Christiana Holcomb serves as legal counsel for Alliance Defending Freedom, Freedom, where she's a key member of the Center for Christian Ministries. Yeah, we're fans. Look online for Alliance Defending Freedom at ADFlegal.org. Protecting your rights and mine, ADFlegal.org. Take a quick break. Come back. We've got a smidge ahead for the ride home. Stay with us. Life doesn't stop on the weekends and neither do you. So we understand that it can be hard to find the time to shop for a mattress. This is Robin Trusinski of the Original Mattress Factory, and we have a completely new website designed to help you simplify the mattress shopping experience. Check out our products, view our prices, and even place an order for pickup, local delivery, or to have it shipped outside of our delivery area. Just visit OriginalMattress.com and find a thoughtfully made, honestly priced mattress of your own. The Original Mattress Factory. Great beds, no bull. Isn't crushing candy just boring? Play the hit puzzle game Best Fiends and sweeping the nation. Tired of matching candies? Give Best Fiends a try. It's fun, fresh, and addictive whether you play alone or with friends and family. Download Best Fiends for free in the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. So today is Worldwide UFO Day. 
What does that mean? Is it that more UFOs show up on this day? No, it's, you know, so we've been talking about, you know, this day and this day. This is just a recognition by some UFO groups that we should be talking about unidentified flying objects. What do you think? Do you believe in UFOs? Well, I mean, of course, I believe in UFOs because I'm sure that their objects are unidentified. Whether I think that they are alien spaceships is a whole different thing. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Are we really alone? The question's worthy of serious study, right? I mean, people of brighter minds than you and I, they're spending, the government's spending a considerable amount of time, money, and effort wanting to ask this question. for decades. Decades. Here's the thing. Many decades. Do you really want to know? Because if there are people out there, if there are unidentified flying objects and races of people living on the far edges of the solar system or the uh, the universe, what the heck is going on? I don't think I necessarily want them to, to know we're here. Well, now, that's not the spirit of, like, you know, space being the last frontier. Are they friendly or not? Well, obviously we don't know, but the whole exactly. purpose, the whole the spirit of exploration is that we're going to go find out you love the space program you're all about it I love the space program but I'm not sure I want you obsessed over every detail of all these missions I know I did but that was you know but now you want to shut them down that was us visiting the moon of all places well you don't know it's in the moon until you'd visit it no there's no aliens on the moon we didn't know did we know a whole lot about the moon before we went there Come on, that's not a serious question. I think it is. No. What? You're, you're 50 years past that date, but we didn't know. I mean, we were 50 years ago, we weren't exactly sure what that was. I mean, now, what? That's I don't exactly think so. what. Look, I feel like we have, I have no idea if we're alone or not. But Neither if, do I. But if there are other races of living beings that are in other parts of the universe, which there very well could be, then the. The story of God and the universe and the redemption of Jesus is every bit as real there as it is here. So wouldn't that be a thrilling thing to to see and to come to understand? I don't think the Bible supports UFOs or alien races. I don't think it doesn't. I think that the Bible the Bible calls is a, the Bible the Bi- no the Bible is a story about Earth. So do you think that if there's other races, then the Bible is different elsewhere? No, I think the I think the story of God is the same. I don't know about that. I, that that's, uh, I, I guess I'd have to bring on some sort of you know Christian alien expert to go deeper into this because I first of all I'd be anxious to see that person. Well, I'm sure there are people out there like that. Don't you believe? Sure. L- listen, I don't. I mean, no. There there aren't any Christian alien experts because we don't know if there are any aliens. So I don't think. I mean, that's someone who's living in his parents' basement. <laughs> some guy named Guy. Exactly. Crying out loud. No, I mean, I think it'd be fascinating to discover that. I don't that like it. G- Why? I don't think I'd want to Th- know. Listen, wouldn't it be fascinating to discover no. that Jesus actually inhabited a form on another planet? Yes, that the would, same be. That sto- would be. Yeah. The same story of redemption. The story of God is what the story of God is. It's whether here on Earth or someplace exactly. else. Exactly. It's it's it's. Irrespective of, of time and history, it's irrespective of culture, it's all nations, it's all tribes, it's all people. It doesn't say that it's only limited to Earth. I don't know if the people that would be out there would have our best interest at heart. Well, now you're just making things I'm just, up. I am. Of course I am. You've watched so a lot of Star you. Trek. No, I don't feel like I am. I feel like we – look, What this is what God has told us is the story uh, – his story is. If there is another 
planet, another race of people. His story is the same with them. That would be, what about, thrilling to find out. What about Genesis 6-4, talking about the Nephilim? Oh, the Nephilim's a weird story. Yeah, the giant things. Yeah. yeah. Them being aliens. But but that's also on Earth. Right. And it doesn't say they're aliens. It said that they're angels. Right. Giant angels. Demigods. That are here among us. Well, well, no, that's not exactly what it says. It says that there there was a a race of, of men who were the product of angels and humans. Yes. I don't know. So it's, what, Worldwide UFO Day. Now, I'm sure that there are many people who are strong Christians who have some deeper understanding, of course, than we're scratching this. Well, I'm sure on. there there right? are. Look there have us. to be. I think most people we're have throwing, a deeper understanding of this than us. We're throwing a bunch of us, mud at the door for here. For crying out loud. I mean. I don't think people are going to be calling us for interviews <laughs> on the subject. <laughs> we got nothing. I'll I guess you, you raised I, a few questions. I heard two people in Pittsburgh. I'd like to talk further with them. <laughs> Holy smokes. If you missed any portion of today's show, find us at our website. Or not. JohnnyCathyShow.com. Maybe you might want to skip it. (laughs) The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.